0: Good evening, good morrow, and good morning. Happy Halloween, everybody. Here in the Smoke Lounge, it is decorated appropriately, all based around that fall shifting time, that spooky season as it is, when the veil thins. The things on the other side begin to impress upon this side. And today, again, man, this... I'm starting to think he's a glutton for punishment, that or we've got really good weed, one of the two. Brother yeah. Soul has come back to the den of iniquity, the smoke lounge. Welcome, brother. Thank you for joining us.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me once again. And yeah, maybe it is the smoke, whatever it is, it's very enjoyable and I'm glad to be back once again.
0: <laughs> Today, we are diving into one of my favorite topics. I'll, I'll, I'll admit, it's it's one that has bit me. It's bit me like a Louisiana mosquito, and that's bigger and leaving me well-welted and itchy. Then that has to do with the power of a metaphor, the power of an analogy, something we've talked about on this show a lot. You, in particular, have guided us into many powerful observations and truths to pulling back and piecing apart. The metaphor that is not just life, but spiritualism. But today, I want to know what happens and how that metaphor starts to manifest, where that metaphor becomes reality and then likewise where is it just a metaphor and when are they speaking very physically in the realms of the occult or spiritualism mm. Well, that's that's
1: a lot to take in right there that's a lot to dissect and digest
0: <laughs> well hopefully so and i'll be honest you, you were the first person that came to my mind for a few reasons one when i started watching your tiktok content you had a lot of the way the ways that you would meet and go through arguments were based on like the etymology of the word you would go down the whole, the path of truth so to speak you would use logical deduction and rational thought to to follow and some people would make these damn near astrid like crazy ass claims mm. like no actually the, the, this word means this and you bring it down and you would track this space and similarly you were very connected to eastern practices eastern philosophies and this was something where there's a lot of evocation there's a lot of metaphor and symbols and you know parables that are being told but there is this one underlying Mm -hmm. story right and so i want to know for you in general when you look at the metaphor when you look at the myths that we tell where does where do those myths where where are they no longer myths when you when you look at let's take let's look at christianity we'll keep we'll keep it real sweet here Uh, um, you know in the catholic faith there's like the transubstantiation i think that's i've got that right where they you know they believe that you're actually taking the disc the bread and you're turning it into the flesh of christ and the blood of christ they believe this is an actual miracle which is occurring it's no longer the wafer it's now a f- it's physically the flesh of christ mm-hmm. and then in similar places i was watching um it's like restoration of the breach. I believe he's a TikTok content. He does. So oh many. yes,
1: yes. Ah. He has the scrolls and everything. I'm like, wow, <laughs> this guy is for real. <laughs>
0: Seriously, he. I'll be honest. I I had a crazy, crazy fucking experience, and it was. I was just listening his his voice and the scrolls and the images and the symbols. It turned into this very evocative experience for me, in mm. the the floating realms of the smoke lounge, mm. and I found myself having this this conversation in just internal dialogue i was like all right okay because he said something where he's like there are priests who have practiced and they've used the word they've written the name of god they've written they've used the kabbalah they've used the the sacred science and teachings as it is to create a physical example or create a physical thing so in like King Salas, yeah 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 okay the are perfect perfect so for you looking at these stories i'll shut up now for you where did is this all myth? Is it, where, is it real? Do you think it's real? How, how do we get to doing something like that? Like, Ray, like making the golem? Or is this all metaphor? I think I heard you say that in one of your uh, earlier videos when I first was like, I believe that everything is a metaphor.
1: Yeah, yeah. I believe, well, let's start with the idea of myth. I think from the time that we're younger, we, we learn things in the whole duality, you know, like hot and cold. We know, we know cold because it's not hot, you know, and so in that sense, we're taught that there's truth. And then there's myth, there's real, and then there's myth. So we tend to associate myth as being innately false, that is not real. And the thing with your question, when does myth become reality? It is reality. The uh, I guess a better question, not a better question, a different way of looking at your question, because now I'm inclined to think it being more of um, us being able to shift our perception to it being real, but that's going to be based on um, our particular understanding of an underlying truth. Like a person can quote a parable, another person can quote the same parable, but they've gotten different underlying truths from it or how they will apply it. You know based on of course their experience so i think that i think the metaphor is always true now in in the terms of the golem i think that's i think that's metaphorically correct and i i, I have no reason to disbelieve that it couldn't happen There's historical accounts of it like albertus Monc magnus he was one of the 36 doctors of the church in the history of the catholic church there's only 36 Doctors of the church, he's one of them, and he also, Aquinas, who is one, Saint Thomas Aquinas. So he's a pretty powerful individual, and there are plenty of stories of him creating a golem, like tangible golem called he called it the
0: android. <laughs> okay okay so when we look at this so are we talking about that physical manifestation mm-hmm. of of the reality you know so this is this is you and i like okay all right we're gonna with, all right i could also pull like the saber the sacred magic of abram the the you know there these are examples or, or you know non-canonical kabbalic test texts where they talk about creating a very physical a very perceptible by the lower five senses enactment through the use of some secret sacred word some some experience some process right and they, you know and they're creating actual change this is shit that, now in in the internal dialogue with the many voices in my head i was like is this you know like as i started to like ask that question i'm quite certain our house was just hit by a solar flare because we had non-connected things have a power surge like a baby monitor it was not plugged into the wall at all but it's connection reset like it it acted like it got hit with the power surge. Everything in the house just went dark near the exact pinnacle point of asking this question of like, you know, where does this physical reality come from? How do you get to that point of, and there was just this immediate present, this pillar of light as I've, as I've heard described. So, so commonly in these recent days, lovely Palladian teachings. And so I'm like, okay, there's something to this. There is something to this act and this process of physical enactment of not no, I'm not gonna say practical, but I'm gonna say like observable. Mm, I don't. I've got. I'm getting my words jumbled there. But do you understand know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, yeah. I think when maybe um, how they say manifest would that be applicable to what you're? Alluding yeah,
0: to? yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think that um, again the metaphor itself it could be a simile. It could be anything. Any arrangement of of words that we derive meaning from um, a metaphor. Uh, let me ask you, are you asking at what point does it become real?
0: I want to know how we do it. I want to know how or by what forces we create this kind of a change. Now, obviously, I'm not asking to go through the depths and you know details of ritualistic construction, but this is something which is it's 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 possessed to me. I, I I am so fascinated with the with this idea that via perfect mathematics geometry or balance of numerical translation of an alpha, like some prime alphabet i don't know but to use it in such a way not not it's not i don't want to use it so that i can gain anything i want to use it so i can i can see like you know in the in the in the pursuits of scholarly science right i want to expand knowledge and you exp- i want to expand it through practice and engagement and i want to use what is the highest science attainable not for the purpose of manifesting my will but for understanding the manifested will mm-hmm. <laughs> so when we look at this question of like how do we do it how do we get to that because even in the in the, the sacred book the sacred magic favor of milan he says this thing and it's that anybody can come to this could be the pagan muslim jew anyone can come to the sacred veritable science i'm like all right fuckers how the hell do you do that because every text, every writing is based and bound in a cultural perspective, right? You've got even the, 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 the book itself is written in the perspective of an Abrahamic faith. It's, and so there's, there's a lot of these you know, kind of jaded perspectives in it, or there's parts where I'm like, okay, well, how would, I'm trying to find the universalism in it. And, and you're looking and talking about some massive things. And I look at manifestation in my own world. And I'm like, okay, I, I track that. I track that. What I don't track is being able to put a tablet on the, on, to a door and it moves a lock. Like I get the key. I get turning a key, like and I like the physical function, but it's the act of if, if if it's either spiritual bondage or binding, I don't I don't I don't understand, but I want to understand how either the metaphors or the myths or these stories, these analogies. How they became so propagated and why, you know, if there's, if it is all illusion, if it is all glamour, or if it is this analogy, I want to understand where the reality where they physically saw something like did Christ actually walk on the water, or was this an analogy, you know, where did they, where were they motivated in one way versus the other, where was the truth in the situation. Sorry, I'm not rambling again.
1: Mm. Well, in in the idea of did Christ really walk on the water, the answer is no. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's, it, that's pretty, that's pretty, well, not simple. That's pretty straightforward. Um, now, the metaphor in that is, and it's going to come back around to yes, when we examine it through the uh, the lens of being within the text itself. Um, when you put yourself in the text, it becomes real then. I think Morpheus was the one that said the mind makes it real. So objectively, Walking across the water, no. But meta- metaphorically, we know in water being emotions. We know in that he is representative of heat, the sun, and emotions, and the sun. What happens when 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 that? What we what they call it? The it's a process when the sun hits the water, and then the water
0: evaporates. So the water cycle. Yeah, about, uh,
1: the water, the, yeah. The water cycle. The water cycle. So, what is he doing there? What is the sun doing? It's transmuting these emotions. You know what I mean? It's diffusing these emotions
0: because calming the storm as it is.
1: The Christ is supposed to be this, 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 this being that is emotionally, uh, I don't want to say indifferent, but above regular mortal emotionalism we might say circumscribed perfectly circumscribed let's say that
0: well well said there sneaky.
1: <laughs> so you know in that sense digging a little bit deeper beyond the metaphor and and symbol i've been a fan of symbols my whole life and knowing what what things represent you know people think that often think that um, when they say For example, I represent X, Y, Z, they're thinking that they're talking about the actual person or our government is a representative government, you know, right, it means that it's standing in for something. So when, when I see or hear, you know, the word Christ, I'm simultaneously having all of these different corresponding associations to see how it fits in, you know, so it's also a matter of understanding just basic symbolism too. So is it tangibly, in that sense, is that metaphor real? No, but it is describing a definite process by which one can be properly subdued and therefore have a clear vision of what they're trying to manifest.
0: I like the holy fuck out of that, especially in, in the, the, the sexy way it wraps around the space because he's like, you're like, is, you know, is it real? No. <laughs> when you're playing the game, it's absolutely real. When when you're the character on stage, when you're, you've, you know, when you, the Minecraft, Steve, whoever the fuck you play, like when you, yes, to them, it is real. And that, mm-hmm. in that simulation, that version of the Matrix, whatever it may be like, yeah, that's real. And to them, it is as definite as a, it, it is the, beyond the metaphor. It's the manifested form. It's the real thing. Mm-hmm. What I looked at is, is why and how in certain, certain places there is such extremism to, Adherence in the physical, right? Mm. So like, even like, like Ooh, I, I'll I'll,
1: I'll say, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hmm. me trouble. <laughs> when you when you say the extremism, the first thing that jumped into my mind is is of course relig- what I will term religious fanaticism, which yeah. is, I'm not sure if that's where you were going with it, but oh yeah,
0: oh yeah, no, you are you on the same train.
1: Yeah, see, I I have a, a intimate understanding of religious fanaticism because i've been a religious fanatic <laughs> period i've been one you know and i understood that a lot of that was driven out of fear being told as a kid um with you know uh barely not even a developed mind telling me that there's this being out there somewhere that needs me to do this and this and this so i'm gonna burn forever then my complicitness is, is, is overzealous. Yeah. Yeah, no, well said. Even to the point where if someone says something, um, about God, I have a friend, he prime example, one time, right before I became a Mason, um, he was talking to the guy that will introduce me to Freemasonry. We were all, you know, casual friends or what have you. And, um, so my friend ended up asking him, so, what is god to you because he didn't know how masons view god and my friend he said well in my view god is universal and my friend got so offended at that answer you know what i mean because for one he responded by saying uh he looked around he said universal means change doesn't it (laughs) and so we're like all like you know but he had it made up in his mind that it was something that was contradicting his worldview. Mm. And his worldview has to be right, because if it's not right, then that means he's condemned to fire. You know, this is where this religious fanaticism comes from.
0: So that's a really interesting take, especially because when you look at those typical, like high writings or high ritualistic writings, whatever you want to call it, there is a regular uh, connection to fear you know there's a motivation of fear i mean even in like you know especially in those Abrahamic faiths i don't see it so much in a lot of the paganism um and a lot of those that are that are more of the based in observation of nature where such polar conceptions such as good and bad Uh, you know they, they don't necessarily exist you spend a lot of time in nature you realize that there's not there's no such thing it just is the cycle pervades but you look at this purpose of fear and how it is purposeful how you can how you you can use fear so so as an example or not as an example good question to return how do you use fear to motivate you or to you know allow you to kind of create these manifestations to put stake or stock in a metaphor to understand the process by which it's teaching you to make it personally applicable
1: the i would say in that regard the biggest um influence on me in that regard is a is a simple line from bob marley that said my fear is my only carriage and i remember the first time i was about 20 i was about 19 <clears throat> first time i heard that and it the song kept on playing you know redemption song the song kept on playing but i was stuck in my head i was stuck in a loop of my fear is my only carriage like the the, the oxymoron in it, and it would it would be years before I even could get some understanding behind that. And it's just that fear um, has a purpose, of course, to make us more aware of our surroundings. It actually elevates us, but it's it's putting us what they say in the whole parasympathetic system, fight or flight. You know, once you become conscious of it, now you make a decision: am I going to run away or I'm going to fight? You know, so fear, I think, in terms of the manifestation, what happens is that when we're trying to manifest a lot of things, these are things that may not have ever been in our experience. And so the road to these things are going to put things there that we haven't experienced before, which can trigger fear. You know, for example, if you have a goal of being a real estate agent, but you don't really have a history of talking to people. You know, you're not really a people person. Then there's going to be something put in your path to make you a people person, and that's going to bring up your fear to either conquer it or run away, and not and not manifest your desire. So, you know, fear is really about how bad do you want it?
0: <laughs> how bad do you see? I like that, and I'll I'll admit, I definitely. You look at some of the austerities. Well, even even some of the symbolic obligations that individuals take. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is power in association of the fear represented because it creates this decision point, this idea, regardless of if it's real, right? Even in Freemasonry, crazy ass obligations at times, uh, or pe- penalties. It's, it, it's
1: yeah, penalties. <laughs> I also wanted to say when you say that, you know, the symbolic obligations. I think there's a difference between being on your path and fear manifesting in you as a result of what you see on your path as opposed to someone imposing fear on you and they weaponize fear because we know that fear is often used to to move the herd so to speak you know we need these people to move in that direction so Bleh. yeah yeah and that's that's the sad reality of it, is that you know especially with the the mass media, very little information that we get is real. It's influenced in some way by the mass media. It's so prolific that if you live in a metropolitan area, you don't even have to watch television to still get influenced because most of the people around you are influenced. The whole system is influenced by it. It's saturated with propaganda. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's know. interesting you put it like that because you know the again looking at so what what i what i like to hear what i i like that i am hearing in the wisdom that you're sharing is that there is a correlation between a lot of the requirements these these rest- not, uh, these drives by which are enforced upon the hermits those magical students you know some crazy you take take uh you know, the sacred magic favor and then you're saying a six-month ritual that requires such strict daily adherence and involvement and you know you gotta work
1: your way up to that you can't just jump in at six months you gotta work you gotta work your way up to that (laughs)
0: like diddle me batman that's an insane request and requirement even in the book which is written like from the perspective of 1458 by uh mac mcgrothers and like he's like listen you know you can't do this shit then because we live it we live such an active and busy life today in our modern world this dude 1400 like he's like you can't do that you need to change it and then so i'm looking at this now in 20 you know uh 21st century and i'm like hmm what are we left with now because if i keep pulling shit away i keep pulling these require i keep changing them because that's not how we live anymore that's not the society well then is it so i talk about people like is it lost the lost word the lost uh, in the masonry in particular that shit i'm on that quest i'm gonna find it i'm gonna find it i'm gonna find it in the blue lodge but the you quest it?
1: it is in the blue lodge though but you ever see the movie pie the mm, i don't think not so. life of pie the life of pie
0: that's the first thing that came in my mind but no pie it's a
1: it's a black and white movie called pie it's a wild ass movie but it's a scene in it it's like in black and white but it's not from back in that time but it's like a real wild ass movie it's it's wild i think it's on youtube but anyway it was a a guy who had the secret to everything in his mind and he ended up getting kidnapped by some jews and they there was a scene where they they were like they had him in the synagogue and all dressed up in their synagogue stuff. And it was like, we have intoned all of the secret words and this and that. And and I'm sitting there stunned like, wow, this, this is like a Jew, Jewish Kabbalistic society of some sort, you know? And the whole premise was like, they were trying to get him to give them, he had the He had the, what we would call the secret word. He had it in his head, you know? And they could tell he had it based on how he lived. Yeah, you should check but yeah it's gonna be a google
0: <laughs> it's, it's it's a thing and i know it's there and and, and particularly within Freemasonry, i'll definitely say they they, they pose it very clearly and i'm like okay great and all other faiths from shamanism to wicca to vast levels of the anathelmism or uh, i don't know all of them they hint and they talk about this veritable science how you well, know? How do you know that you don't already? I'm
1: willing. I'm willing to to bet cash money that is in your vocabulary. But the thing is, is like, whoa! I know like a hundred thousand words. Do I sit with each word? You know how long that's going to take
0: to intone every word to get a result? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, and I. <laughs> so like, I I I there is the there is the knowing whereby there is the part of me that sits in and can go, I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and rest with that first sound. Mm-hmm. And in that space be a part of something that is greater than I could ever comprehend. And in that space, the vastness of the universe, the secrets of pie, all of them are known and present and activated. What I would but specificity I though you yeah.
1: know specificity comes a little bit more <laughs> yeah.
0: i mean i want that i want that like if i were gonna slap a motherfucker with it <laughs> yeah it's and, and i just because like you said i think i think it's right there and i and i just i want it mm, i i'll blame it on a youthful uh a youthful there's a word to represent it opposites of dotage mm. I am in a state where there is a certain passion and I'm about to go into a point in just a few hours where I am going to be left alone in a very dark place for a very long time. And I like to have plenty of things to think about. And I don't want to not have all my toys as I, as I prepare to make this journey.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's, hmm, you talk about introspection, right? You know, what yeah. questions are we asking while we are in the state of introspection is very important.
1: Yeah, very much, very much, very much to, to I, I was reminded as you were t- speaking about um what's her name helena helena what is was it helena patrona oh
0: i know i know who you're talking about yeah
1: yeah that lady and her and i think it's isis unveiled or it's the secret doctrine it's one of those sets where she makes the assertion, just flat out, that the secret wasn't in Freemasonry anymore, and this was around the time where she was switching her perspective from a Western perspective to more of the Eastern. When she shifted, yeah, yeah, she, and when she shifted east, they kind of shifted east, and then of course I'm glad that happened, because if she hadn't shifted east. Then Westcott and 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 Crew wouldn't have never created the Golden Dawn uh, as a response. So everything has a, a reason for happening. But um with that all of that being said, her claim was is that it wasn't in Freemasonry. And then uh just kind of like out of the blue, it it just hit me what it was. You know, when you read something uh, a lot of times and you know a story. And then all of a sudden, you just get a different perspective, and it's like, wow, it's right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's been
0: staring at that shit all the right time. There.
1: Great. Yeah, it's it's right there. And in terms of just everyday, we say it a lot in English. Um, if you ever pay, if you ever pay attention to somebody that's thinking and they um they they're trying to formulate their thoughts, they gather their thoughts using um uh, a particular syllable. You know, like a silent pause is what they call it, and it's it, you know. But we say it all the time. But it's interesting that when we when we um when we are gathering that and and we take that silent pause, then we're able to all of a sudden marshal all of these forces to get our thoughts.
0: You get- sneaky motherfucker! <laughs> I would have never expected you to do that. I like it. I like it. I'm sitting <laughs> here like, oh, it's not just the color of my hair. Holy <laughs> fuck! That like if you if you missed it, rewind, listen again, and it's right there. I'm like oh shit!
1: And that's how it is though. That's just oh, exactly
0: God. Like
1: yeah, <laughs> it's right there the whole time. Oh, and an, an, an interesting thing about the way that we are taught English, we're taught not to say that. We're taught in like public speaking that that's a to say, where it's actually the most powerful thing to say.
0: <laughs> if only it was always said,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's that it's that I'm not gonna say it's simple. But it comes back again to the whole, you know, how you view, I think we were talking about worldview before, you know, we're looking for it to be so complex, but in a in a truly friendly universe, we shouldn't really have to look for anything. It's there. We just have to recognize it.
0: So, this will purpose for perfectly tied together. So, in our episode one of Modern Masons, Brother Louis, or so to be, he, he said something that I thought was really interesting. Very, uh, write that shit down, as I guess. And he said that life should be effortless. Everything that you experience, for all intents and purposes, should just happen because that's the, that's how it does, right? We perceive resistance, we create all of these things around how the experiences flow. But if you've ever been in a river, you know, sitting on it, in it, in that experience, you realize when you let go, you there, it's no effort. It just you just move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you talk about that, you're like, okay, all right, all right. I'm still I'm starting to put these pieces together. Okay.
1: Yeah, that, that's a gem right there. Just flow. Just just let it happen. Just we used to be that, that way as kids, and then we were told to put more thought into things, and you got to have all these complex plans. But as kids, that's how we lived.
0: <laughs> You know, I really wonder, and because you talked about it before or talked about before how, how nice it would be to, to get a I think to have a chapter or to get a uh it either for Golden Dawn, it, like open mm-hmm. in your general area and things like that. You know, tell you what, brother, I think we just need to create our own. I think I think we just need to find find a way to to really weave in a certain universalism, a certain path for the person to to find this this common ground, right? Yeah. Because there, there there's a space here where I'm looking at it and I'm like there's there's hmm. secrets, there's secrets for being told. They're, but but they're in the most beautiful way, because they ain't saying shit. You just listen and it's like this like yeah. But I wanna I'll be honest. If you bet cash money, I have a pop-up camper. I will show up and it's gonna be a full moon. Like, yo, so you ready for ritual? Got your <laughs> wand. Let's go. <laughs> Let's, Let's go. do it, boo. <laughs> Well, as we wrap this up and we take this to a point because I love that, I, but before we deviate off into more madness, what would you like to leave our questing seekers for that lost secret? Um,
1: I would have to say to um, remember remember what you're seeking. You don't lose sight because there's a lot of things that will um, take your eye off the prize. And don't think that it has to be hard. It doesn't have to be hard. Just got to have some faith.
0: Have a little faith. Take a pause in between your words.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. It's a lot being said there.
0: (laughs) Uh, Brother Soul, be blessed. Thank you so much for taking this time to delve into, to light it up. It's foggy. I can't see shit anymore. This is fantastic. (laughs) My head's spinning.
1: Absolutely. I appreciate you.
0: Have a good one. Be well, brother.
1: Bye-bye.
0: Hey, thank you for joining us and making it this far in our podcast. Remember that if you want feedback or engagement, or likewise, if you would like to contribute to the content that we create here at Hippie Queen Productions, head over to our Facebook page. Reach out, message us. Let us know what you want to see and what kind of things you'd like to engage with. Remember as well that if you're curious, if you want to learn and grow on an esoteric or educational level, We host and teach courses over at howlingwindswellness.com and over on our website, HippieQueenProductions.com. Love you, beautifuls, so much. You really are the reason that we get to do this. We appreciate your time just listening. Be well and be blessed.